Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping moms ditch perfection and find peace through planning. This is episode number 49, Using Meal Prep to Help Make a Birthday Cake. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be back with you today. Today, as of this recording, is my baby girl's second birthday. Cue sobs from mom. I really can't believe that she's two already. With both of my other kids, I already had a brand new baby by the time they turned two, so it's been really fun and different to let her be the baby for a while, although I do fear the day that she is no longer the youngest child more than I did for the others because she is definitely spoiled. Uh, We have had a great day celebrating her, and she truly is a little ray of sunshine in our lives. She's got the most beautiful gray-blue eyes, curly brown hair, and she bounces and dances literally everywhere she goes. I have honestly never seen a happier child. Uh, On another slightly unrelated note, but bear with me because I've been doing a lot of pondering this weekend with my baby getting older, okay? So anyway, I've really finally been able to get out of the newborn baby fog with this baby. Um, Every other time I just jumped back into it before I really had a chance to come all the way out of it. So Um, I've had a lot of people ask me how I work with kids and especially how I work with my kids at home. And while I do have some advice uh, for them or for you, if you have this question, the first thing I usually ask when someone asks me this is, is your baby less than a year old? If they answer yes, okay, cool. Then none of my best advice applies to you. Just write it out and one day it will get better. So the same goes to you listeners. If you've got a baby, especially a newborn, write it out. Don't be too hard on yourself and it does get better. Anyway, now that I'm off my little soapbox, let's get back to my baby's birthday. So for her birthday, I made her an adorable six inch, five layer fox cake. Um, I will drop a picture to that in the show notes so you can see But it was so fun. We chose a fox cake because since she was little, we taught her to say that the fox says hati hati ho and and hearing a two-year-old say hati hati ho is just about the cutest thing ever. Anytime she sees a fox, she gets excited and says it. So the birthday theme it became. Anyway, when I was thinking about her birthday and her cake, I thought that you guys might want a little insider info on how you can make beautiful and delicious homemade cakes for your kiddos and loved ones for their birthdays. I am definitely not a professional in the cake making department. I do it literally one time per year for each of my family members and sometimes myself. So we're looking at four to five cakes a year. But in recent years, I've really come a long way in my abilities and honestly, anyone can do it. So I just wanted to share a little bit of my process and maybe help you feel inspired or like you totally can do this yourself. So the first thing I want to do is bust some myths about cake making. Have you guys ever watched the Great British Baking Show? I hope you said yes. It's one of my very favorite things to watch when I just need to relax. And can we just talk about for a second how British people are so much nicer to each other than Americans? I love how they just help each other out when they're struggling and support each other when things go wrong. Anyway, One thing that I want to chat about is if you've watched the show, then you will know uh, when one of the contestants is struggling, what is the number one reason why? Okay, well, there's certainly times when a contestant might lack the skills they need to make a certain dish. More often than not, 
they lack the time and time management skills, not the cooking skills. Meaning when they practice at home and they always show them practicing at home and they're able to make a dish that comes out beautiful and perfectly. When they get to the contest, they're more crunched for time. They're in an unfamiliar environment. Then they start to struggle because they might just run out of time to decorate. They might make a critical mistake because they're rushing. The key here is that the issue is time, not cooking skills or baking skills. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's the very same way in your kitchen, even if you are never in a million years going to be on the Great British Baking Show. Making a cake is easy. Even the fancy layer cakes are honestly no big deal and not overly technical. I've made technically more difficult dishes. The problem is that time management when you're making a cake is difficult and it's a huge part of making a cake. If you don't leave yourself enough time to make the cake, let it cool, make all your fillings, get it decorated, then is when it will be a mess and so, so stressful. You've definitely seen what happens when they try to frost a cake that's too hot on the Great British Baking Show, right? Okay, it's not that frosting a cake is incredibly difficult, but if you do it too soon, the results are catastrophic. So I decided in this episode that I would share my top secret for making homemade cakes. Are you ready for it? Meal prep. Are you surprised? I never ever make an entire birthday cake in one day or usually even two days. I split up the steps and do it over the course of three or four days. And the results? Magical. Not because I'm an amazing cake maker. Trust me, I really am not but because it's really not all that difficult when you're not stressed and rushed for time. So how do I and how can you use meal prep to make a birthday cake? First, we're going to dive into all of the different elements of a cake that you might want to make, how far in advance you can make them, and the perfect timeline for getting that cake completed and perfect when you need it. A quick note, if you're thinking three or four days, there's no way I'm doing that. I'll hit up my local grocery store instead. Let me clarify that you certainly won't need three or four hours of active time. In fact, I would say active time for my daughter's cake was maybe an hour-ish. But splitting it up over several days gives things time to set up, to cool, and be perfectly ready for you to decorate. So don't feel like because it's going to take several days that you're going to have to commit loads of time. Okay, great. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's dig into the different elements of a cake. You obviously won't be using every single one of the elements that I'm going to go into, but I thought it would be helpful to discuss each part uh, so you can pick and choose which elements you want in your cake and that way you'll know just how far in advance you can prepare the different elements if you choose to. As I go into each of these, keep in mind, if you're putting one of these things in the freezer, it will stay good for about three months. So I'm not gonna go into that on every single element. If it's not freezable, I will make a note of that so you know and I'll let you know how far in advance you can make it and keep it either at room temperature for certain things or in the refrigerator. On that note, as I start to get into this, if you're thinking that some of these things don't sound like they would be very safe at room temperature because they have dairy or something like that, the reason that 
these items are safer at room temperature for longer is because of the high fat content and high sugar content, which binds the water so that microorganisms can't use it as well. I'll drop a link that describes this process. But if you'd rather be safe, the fridge or freezer is almost always a good alternative. But if it's just a few hours at room temperature and your product is high in fat and sugar, you're probably going to be just fine. Okay, so when you're making a cake, what's the most important element? The sponge, right? You can make the sponges for your cake and let them sit at room temperature wrapped tightly for up to two days, or you can freeze it for up to three months, like I said. Buttercream frosting, which is my go-to, all the different kinds of buttercream I like to try. Um, You can keep buttercream at room temperature for two to three days. I actually don't see why you would need to and have never kept it at room temperature for that long. But if you need to keep it at room temperature for a few hours, that will be just fine. Uh, And you can keep buttercream refrigerated for about a week uh, or you can freeze it as well. But the key with buttercream is that in order to use it, you're gonna have to let it come back to room temperature. And you'll probably wanna give it a quick whip again to incorporate a little more air and get it nice and fluffy before you use it to frost your cake. What about a cream cheese frosting if you're choosing that instead? You can make a cream cheese frosting. You don't want cream cheese frosting to stay at room temperature, but you can refrigerate it for three to five days and you can freeze cream cheese frosting as well. Chocolate ganache is a common and fun ingredient in cakes. Uh, There's lots of different textures you can make. You can use it as a beautiful drip onto your cake, or you can make it thick enough that you can use it as a frosting. Uh, You can keep chocolate ganache at room temperature for two days. You can keep it refrigerated for about a week or frozen. What about fruit fillings like a pie filling or a cooked raspberry syrup or filling? Any filling that you're cooking, you can refrigerate for about a week. If it's a fruit filling that's fresh, I would go ahead and make that just before I put it on the cake and not any earlier. But if it's a cooked filling, you can refrigerate it for about a week or again, you can freeze it. What about a custard filling? So custard is one thing that you do not want to freeze. It will separate and you won't have great results. So custard, if you wanna make it in advance, Only make it two to three days in advance and keep it in the refrigerator. Again, don't freeze your custard. Another popular ingredient in cakes is mousse, like a chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse is freezable and can be refrigerated for four to five days. What about whipped cream? So whipped cream is something that I prefer to make fresh. It only takes about five minutes to make, so it's not usually a big hang up on time. If you do, however, need to freeze your cake before decorating, which is something that I usually recommend, and you've used whipped cream as one of your fillings, it's going to be just fine if you freeze it. Uh, If you do need to make your whipped cream in advance, for whatever reason, you just aren't going to have time to make it fresh when you need to assemble and decorate your cake, try making what's called stabilized whipped cream, which means you actually whip some gelatin into whipped cream and it makes it a lot more stable. If you've ever had fresh whipped cream, you know, like at Thanksgiving, you'll notice that even after just a little bit of time, it will start weeping and separating and be a little bit less appetizing. But if you make stabilized whipped cream, you will be able to keep that in the refrigerator for three to four days. It also makes it so that it's pipeable where 
Usually homemade whipped cream loses its shape, but stabilized whipped cream will hold its shape better if you wanted to just use it as a frosting or something like that. You also can freeze whipped cream. Like I said, if you're freezing your cake and your whipped cream freezes, it's no big deal. I just prefer fresh and where it's so quick to make, uh, it's not something that I usually prep in advance. Okay, so we've just got two more elements here that we're gonna talk about. The next one is royal icing, which you may use royal icing in a cake if you're making some little flowers or decorative elements. Generally, I prefer buttercream for cakes because royal icing dries a little bit hard. Royal icing is more my go-to for cookies, but there may be times when you want to use it for parts of a cake. So if you are making royal icing, how long you can store it depends on the type that you make. So royal icing is a frosting that is made out of egg whites. So there's two different ways you can do this. You can use fresh egg whites from pasteurized eggs or you can use meringue powder. So if you choose to use meringue powder, which I'll drop a link to it in the show notes, you can buy meringue powder usually at your local craft store where you buy cake decorating supplies. I've seen it at Walmart also with their cake decorating supplies, or you can just buy it on Amazon. Like I said, I'll drop a link to it so you know what it is. If you make your royal icing this way, it will last for up to a month at room temperature where if you use pasteurized egg whites, only keep it at room temperature for about a week. But royal icing can be frozen, so in this case, I would probably not really keep it at room temperature for long at all. Just put it in the freezer, pull it out, let it thaw before I need to use it. Funny story about royal icing, but it's a funny story that will prove that this actually works. I had some friends over this year for Valentine's Day and we made cute heart-shaped pizzas and we decorated cookies with royal icing. And my friend was chatting and she was just like, man, I just don't know how you had time to put all this together on a weeknight. And I was like, oh, I didn't really do anything. I baked some cookies quick and the frosting's from Christmas. And she kind of just looked at me wide-eyed that she was eating frosting from Christmas. And I was like, oh no, no, I had it in the freezer. Anyway, I think I freaked them out just a little bit. So maybe don't tell your guests that their frosting's from Christmas, but it tasted as good as the day I made it. So that's proof that this works. Anyway, maybe keep your meal prep secrets from your guests, but they truly are life-changing. All right, on to the last element of a cake, and that is fondant. So I like to make marshmallow fondant, and again, I'll drop a link to the kind that I make. And I don't love fondant. I never decorate a whole cake in fondant because... I don't love the taste of it, but for this cake, I did use it for some of my decorations and it can be really useful for making some cute little decorations for your cake. Uh, when I make fondant, I usually only do it a couple of days in advance and you can keep it at room temperature, but you can actually store fondant for a month at room temperature, just coat it in olive oil and then wrap it up really tight because it tends to dry out really quickly, but it should work just fine. And it's honestly just kind of the texture of Play-Doh. So uh, as long as you can keep it from drying out, you can use it. Okay, quick little review. The only thing you absolutely should not freeze is custard. Fondant does not need to be frozen and whipped cream, I would avoid freezing unless you need to freeze the cake before you're decorating. Okay, so now that you know that you can actually make so many of the elements of a cake in advance, 
maybe you're starting to see how making a cake from scratch can be totally doable. Now, let's go ahead and dig into a three-day timeline for making a basic cake based on this information. Okay, so day one. On day one is usually when I make my sponges, any fillings that can be made in advance. I'll go ahead and wrap those sponges tightly in plastic wrap and freeze them. I could keep them at room temperature, but I like to freeze them just to ensure they're as fresh as possible and they don't have time to get dry or anything like that. Another reason I freeze them is because frozen cakes are infinitely easier to decorate. So I freeze the cakes, I store the fillings in the refrigerator, I'll make fondant if I'm using it. If I'm making any decorations that need to stand up straight, in this case, I had the fox ears. So I actually rolled my fondant pieces out in advance and just let them sit covered lightly for two days until I use them. If you don't need them to stand up, I would probably just wait and roll out my decorations right when I'm decorating the cake. Okay, so on to day two. This is when I'm going to make my buttercream or cream cheese frosting. You can, of course, make these in advance. I taught you how to do that above, but I usually want my frosting nice and fresh because then I don't have to deal with thawing it on the day of, it's just ready to go. A quick note on frosting, always make more than you think you're going to need. There is nothing worse than making more frosting when you've already started decorating, and it seems like you always need more than you think you will. Another thing that I will consider when I am making buttercream, because it's time consuming and I hate it, <laughs> I'll consider whether or not I have more birthdays in the next few months. And if I do, I will double or even triple how much buttercream I'm making to freeze so that I don't even have to do that step for the next cake that I make. One last note about frosting and buttercream. I've definitely used buttercream more than three months after it's been frozen and it's been totally fine. But most resources that I looked into as I prepared for this episode said three months, so I'm going with that. Just keep in mind that if you have had it a little bit longer, just take it out, taste it. If it tastes okay, you're going to be fine. Generally speaking, with the freezer, food stays safe for a long, long time. It will just start to degrade in taste and quality after a few months. So you're not usually worried about food safety problems as much as you are just your food not tasting as 100% great as it could. So don't be too worried about that. And if it's been a little bit longer, try it. You'll probably be fine. Okay, the last thing that I'm doing on day two is layering my cake. So I'm putting in all of those pretty layers and crumb coating it, which means putting a light coat of frosting all the way around my cake. Um, if I'm just keeping a basic smooth buttercream on there, I'll probably go ahead and do all the frosting. My tip for this is to go ahead and freeze in between layers of frosting. So after you do your crumb coat, go ahead and freeze it for 15 to 30 minutes, then pull it out and you can put another layer of frosting until you've got it nice and smooth and how you want it. If you freeze it between layers, then you're able to get the whole cake decorated without undoing the frosting you've already done. I'm sure you've all had that feeling where you <laughs> keep putting frosting on and then you just keep messing up the same spot over and over again. So freezing helps a ton with that. Another issue that I ran into with this particular cake is I used a pie filling and whipped cream and that was really slippery. And so I actually wish that I would have frozen the cake after the layers before I even started frosting because 
as I was frosting, the whole cake was kind of going, moving back and forth and it was hard to keep it straight. So if you've got really loosey goosey layers, you might want to freeze it before you start frosting at all. Okay. On to day three. Day three is when I'll do my final decorations. If I'm going to be transporting the cake, then I just take all my decorating materials with me and I take only my plain frosted cake with me as well. Um, I don't want to take the chance of the cake falling or anything happening that would ruin my decorations, which is what takes me the longest time. I prefer to decorate the cake frozen. Like I said, most things with cakes are just easier to do when the cake is frozen. And then after it's all decorated, I'll leave it at room temperature for a few hours before I serve it. My daughter's cake, I probably left out for about five to six hours uh, before we ate it and it was absolutely perfect. Okay, everybody, that is it. How you can make your family members beautiful homemade cakes that don't cause immense amounts of stress. I hope that this episode has shown you how it can totally be possible and fun to do this on your own. And it's not nearly as challenging or stressful as the Great British Baking Show makes it seem. Try out the tips in this episode and you are sure to win Star Baker in your family. Next week, we're going to talk about how you can feed your entire family the same meal, even with picky kiddos, and have everyone like it, or at least be okay with it most of the time. You're really going to love this episode. It's got some mindset tips, some practical tips, and just lots of ideas to help you find more peace at the dinner table with your family. I can't wait to share it with you. Until next week, happy planning. Happy planning.